All right, guys. Um, welcome back to another episode of uh, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin. Um, today we're going to finish our discussion on uh, Ray Dalio's uh, the changing uh, the principles for changing world order. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me from the book is the uh, big scale, right? The decline, the rise, the the uh, over the top or on the top different stages for a country, right? And then what kind of a determinant that has to happen for them to reach that period, right? Right, or to reach that um, specific amount of status, if you will, or what has to happen for them to get there. I think those are very, very good. And after that, um, the book just kind of like going in and explain some details, and then we're gonna end on this, right? We're gonna compare money, credit, and wealth. Like, what is the exact definition of wealth? And I think this is a good kind of a last episode to tie everything back together, right? Because we kind of touched on this a couple episodes ago. Um, money and credit can buy wealth. That's true, right? In a form of goods and services. But the amount of money or credit looks the same compared to wealth, right? So some people feel like, okay, if I can buy, you know, how, however many cars or however many services, houses, that equals to wealth. Eh, you know, but the thing is, is we cannot create more wealth simply by creating more money and credit. I think that is the clear distinction here. By printing more money by the government, it doesn't really equal to wealth being generated to to the um, commonwealth of America, if you will, right? So to create wealth, you have to be more productive. That's it. Only way, right? Let me repeat that. To create wealth, you have to be more productive. Now, I kind of want to um, try to uh, use a little time on this distinction between financial economy and real economy. So real economy, the definition is, is that the supply and the demands are actually driven by the amount of goods and services produced and the numbers of buyers who want them. Let me repeat that. A definition of a real economy is supply and demands that are driven by the amount of goods and services produced and the amount of buyers that want to buy them. So you see there is a buy side and there's also a need side, right? Printing a lot of money doesn't really solve the equation on both ends. And when when the demand is strong, there is not enough capital to produce and the real econ's growth is limited. So when when we have demand go up or the demand keep going up, we don't have enough capacity to produce and that causes inflation. So financial economy is kind of like, in a sense, facing the situation of inflation, central banks normally tighten money supply and credit to, to a slow down demand for real, for real economy. So, so as you can see, a financial economy is something like a, uh, like a restraint, if you will, right? And when there's low demand, they also provide money and credit to stimulate the demand. So this is the biggest distinction that I kind of want to end this series on is this distinguishing between money and credit and wealth, financial e uh, economy, which is being generated by the central bank, and real economy being the real case scenario, right? So the problem here is, is if the central bank don't do this perfectly, then we have a short-term growth 
and then followed by a recession. So we have to look at movement in supplies and demands in both real economy and financial economy to kind of understand what is likely to happen financially and economically, right? A quick example for this is if you own a house, right? And then um, government creates a lot of money and credit. There might be many eager buyers to push up the house prices, which we've seen, right, for uh, since COVID. But it is still the same house, right? The actual wealth has not increased, but just your calculated wealth have increased. So this is kind of the last thing that I want to touch on before wrapping up this this uh, series is having us to think about the difference between market value to wealth to il- to um, illusion, right? In this case, on um, the illusion of wealth. I think this is very, very keen for everybody to kind of to kind of like like wrap their head around it, right? Because in the U.S., everybody like if you own a house, your your home value has gone up, right? Like it's probably gone up 30, 50 percent of your purchasing price. That's awesome, no way around it. But is that really true wealth, right? Ray Ray Dalio said no, and I will argue no as well. Right, so just something for you guys to like think about while while we're navigating these uh, crazy markets. So um, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And then if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. We're gonna do like a little bit of a newer formatting right now. Where we're gonna try to do weekly uploads, but upload at least two, three episodes at once. See how you guys like it, and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right, thanks a lot. Have a good day.